I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. Have you guys seen Death Becomes Her? No. Yes. But it's been a long time. Alright. Well, Josh, you know the drill. Based purely on the name, please give us your best elevator pitch of what you think this movie will be. It sounds like an early aughts like horror film, like Date Night or, uh, or Prom Night. You know, it's... Okay, because I remember Date Night, and that was... That was Steve Carell and oh, Tina Fey. <laughs> that was a horror movie, but that was an early aughts horror movie. It's gonna be some... You know, like, we gotta make girls badass, so... She's gonna be the killer, and maybe it's gonna swerve, and they're gonna think it's a guy or something, and... Swerve! You know, like, very, very, you know, typical beats of horror. Nothing really interesting. Oh, thank, what, thanks. What I, what I want it to be is, uh... So it's called Death Becomes Her, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want it to be some weird, like... You know, they take the title literally, where it's like, death, the incarnation of death becomes a girl, and, I don't know, goes to a high school, or blends with society. Do you have a date on this fucking thing? Because that would help a lot. 92. 92, okay. (laughs) Hmm. Does that help? No, uh, it's close enough to the 80s, no. Throws them into new territory, I think. Maybe. I don't know, like, maybe it's just, like, a thing where death is going around killing people, but he disguises himself as some hot chick. Well, I something. don't think death has to defaultly be a man. It could be a woman. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, death is just some ethereal being. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like, they they yeah, manifest like a, a on Earth. Sexless god. They manifest on Earth as some sort of female. Um, okay. You know. So, oh, sed- seducing people to death. Yeah, something like that, you know. Ooh. That's what you want it to be. That's what I think it might be. Oh, okay. I don't want this to be anything. I, I want this to be a different movie. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you don't know that yet. Describe well, your perfect movie with this title. <sighs> I, mean, I may have gone really surreal. It may be a maybe. metaphorical title. Yeah, how? <laughs> it's Ooh. just a bunch of... It's title with a bunch of nonsense. It's one of those yeah. Korean revenge movies. Yeah. Death Ooh. becomes her. Yeah, I could definitely... You don't know if there's any commas in this title. I don't know if there's any death in this title. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we'll get to it. Um, 1992's Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Have you seen... <laughs> this is gonna be a horror, right? Not necessarily. I have a theme to my list right now. Do you want want to know the other movies on my list? That's not going to tell me the theme, but... It will. Sure. Uh, You said you hadn't seen The Addams Family. Okay. So I put that on there. Okay, that's cool. And then, uh, have you seen Edward Scissorhands? No. Oh. Good, because I put that on there. Wait, no, I'm thinking of that other one. No, I'll start. Okay. The the, the theme is uh, Supernatural Stories. Well, that's a real, that's a real fucking <laughs> specific <for> theme. <laughs> that's real good. That center on the pivotal character being the supernatural one. Oh, oh, tell me more. Because we have like that's... Adam's family. Yeah. You don't know anything about Edward Scissorhands except, I mean, that one gives it away. <laughs> I've seen some images, I'm sure, at some point. I like, I like your list right now. <laughs> the central theme was so hard to pick out. Yeah, right. <laughs> was it Joe Pesci? No. <laughs> Yeah, my list right now is my cousin Vinny, mm-hmm. 
legally blonde. Yeah. And devil's advocate. Joe Pesci's in all of those if you go back and watch them. Watch. Legally blonde, he's one of the professors I met. <laughs> it's a throwback to my cousin Vin. Devil's advocate, he's just yelling in that office. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back with Happy Seat. just watched the photo play of Death Becomes Her. I, I say that because they mentioned that in the end credits. It's like, this photo play was not featuring anyone living or dead, actual representation, blah blah blah. Never seen it called a photo play before. What did you guys think? Uh, I mean, it's fun. Yeah? Yeah? It, it, I haven't seen this in a... It dragged a little bit. I don't remember seeing this... Or I haven't watched this for since Kat and I first got together so probably around eight or nine years it's been a while been way longer for me oh yeah yeah was this one that was i remember this one being one that i saw a bunch on tv oh i'm sure the cable channels like whenever i was growing up like not was... hbo because it's not like that risque but like tnt that mm-hmm. kind of channel josh yeah, first impressions remember that uh it was fun as a good synopsis but a very monotone voice <laughs> um. Yeah, it was it was okay. Like the like the premise was singing fun, but they didn't really do it with it. It happened like halfway movie. So run us through the plot really quick. Do with it. What was the plot? Yeah, yeah. Run us through that really quick. Uh, two girls drink potion, become immortal, but your body still gets fucked up when you get fucked up. So it sucks. <laughs> and then their bodies get fucked up and it sucks, but they can't die. Oh. Played for laughs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get a rare glimpse of Bruce Willis with not only hair, but a big old push broom mustache. Yeah. We start on Broadway. It makes him look way different. In 1978, uh, we have... Bruce Willis, who is a renowned plastic surgeon, and his fiance at the time, Goldie Hawn, played Helen, by Helen Sharp, played by Goldie Hawn. They are there to see uh, Goldie Hawn's oldest frenemy. Uh, what? What's Madeline? Madeline, Madeline. played by Meryl Streep. There you go. Um, she's in a Broadway play. It's I don't know if they were just worse in 1978, but it's kind of lame. People were walking out. You're right. People movie. were sleeping. It pans across the audience. Because it's the kind of 
song and dance number where she's just in the big feathery clothes walking down the stairs. And it's kind of cool how just air lights up. But then there's like 50 Chippendales beefcakes just there to kind of carry her around in circles. Like, it doesn't seem like this show has any plot to it. It just kind of seems like uh Whoa, I don't even know what do you call this, a performance. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean the show, not the movie. Meryl Streep's. Yeah. I said the movie. Well, she's supposed to be like a hack actress. It's oh, like okay. Thing. She's like an unsuccessful actress. Gotcha. Bruce Willis is very interested. Uh, he's he's down. He's the only one giving her a standing ovation. And Goldie Hawn goes back to her dressing room and is like, Hey, Madeline, this is my fiancé I wanted you two to meet. And boom, eyes meet, sparks fly. Mm-hmm. She and, stole her man. And Goldie Hawn was like... Uh, she didn't steal her man. This, Bruce took, Willis went willingly. She took That's Bruce Willis's character back home and she was like angrily twisting up a cloth or whatever. She's like, was, she always does this to me. She always yeah. steals my man. That's why I took her to meet her. I had to pass the Madeline and, test. And you were asking, you were like, well, then why did you bring her? Why would you? And then <laughs> she was like, I wanted to make sure that you were that you wouldn't leave me for her. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I have no interest in her. Smash cut to them getting married. Yeah, cut. Smashing. <laughs> like, and Goldie Hawn's there just ringing like a cloth napkin until her hands bleed. Mm-hmm. We get to cut to seven years later. First this, of many. This is intense. Because that's a big time skip. We don't see how Bruce Willis... No. We only see Goldie Hawn at this point. Yeah. And she's in a fat suit. She's turned into the typical like lonely cat woman. Uh, she's watching movies of Madeline... Getting murdered. Well, she's, like, raging at it. But, yeah, she's, like, waiting to the part where she gets strangled to death and just rewinds it, watch it again. She's, okay, at first I thought she was eating ice cream. It was just icing. It was cake icing. Yeah. But I was like, did she just take this ice cream and leave it in the fridge so she could finger it and then eat it? Like, oh, I love scooping out ice cream with my hands. But it's so cold that I get frostbite (laughs) after a few containers. Like, I love ice cream more than the most people. <laughs> and sometimes it's good kind of soupy, but not all the time. Uh, uh, the only time it's okay kind of soupy is when you're on the road, you're at an Airbnb, and all it's got is a mini fridge, and that mini fridge has got that tiny little freezer part on the top, and your vegan Ben and Jerry's, it just doesn't slam all the way in there, so you kind of got to wedge it in there. And then close the thing, and then you open it up to eat, and it's kind of runny and drippy, and it's just like, well, we gotta do what we gotta do. We're here. Mm -hmm. This is the point we're at. And just laughing at (laughs) fucking Meryl Streep dying over (laughs) melted ice cream. I thought she was sharing it with her cats at first. That'd be kind of cool. She takes a scoop for her and gives them a scoop. (laughs) No, she's just gross in this apartment. Uh, she's... And she gets busted in by her landlord she's and obviously depressed. arrested? This is... Well, this what is, is that? Yeah, landlord... Like, final, this is a final eviction notice. Turning I have into, the police. Turning into, you have the right to remain silent. Yeah. She has these metal contraptions up against her... It looks like Silent Hill 4, the room. There's contraptions up against the door. So they have to, like, literally use a batting, battering arm, like a SWAT team one, to get through this door. Um... 
while they're dragging her out, this is great because she's like rewinding this death scene and watching it over and over. And finally, she lets it get to the part like the money shot mm-hmm. where Diane, or I keep wanting to say Diane Keaton, but no, it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Her eyes roll back and she's dead. And she's just like, all right, take me away, boys. <laughs> uh, then we get a one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, Josh was really worried at this point. <laughs> he just immediately cut to a mental institution. It's the same exactly. room as one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And you're like, whoa, is this, is this where we stay for the rest of the movie? I was very scared. <laughs> I couldn't have known it would get scarier, but it was pretty scary. <laughs> oh, and that's how you always end up. Is this the, is the, uh, worst the psych ward, isn't it? Ever. You're like you're you're yeah, in a scene, man. and then you take a left turn, and it's like, how'd I get here? <laughs> yeah, she's been there for six months. They say talking about the same the yeah. girl yeah. constantly. They're like Madeline, or they're like uh, Goldie Hawn. Would you like to speak? She's like, okay. Well, what do you want to speak about, Madeline? And everybody loses their shit, and it's like, okay. She's been there six months. I could imagine someone who is obviously Had depressed mental break. and yeah, mental break, uh, fixating on something. Oh yeah, but they go ape shit. The not just the other patients, but the doctor too. The therapist is like takes her into her office. She's like, "You gotta stop obsessing on Madeline. I can't take it. You're such You're a doing fucking therapy bummer. wrong. Yeah. You're fucking this up for everyone. How <laughs> dare you? You mental patient. <laughs> You're really bumming me out. You need well, to get... Why don't you think about my feelings? <laughs> you need to get her out of your life. You need to kill her. You need to push her to a staircase. Anything. Literally. Yeah, that's your basic, husband. That's basically what she so said. It, she kind of has a breakthrough here and fixates on it. And she's like, okay. That's well I'll do too. that. And, and maybe it's another seven years. She time. fakes her way out of their mental institution, right? She's like, "Yeah, I'm cured yeah. because now I have a plan." Uh huh. Maybe not. I don't know if she. Because she was a novelist before. So and then she we get another makes, time skip, don't we? She make yeah. yeah it's a seven another seven years, two seven year time skips in a row in and with like the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> uh, and now we see. Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis at home, and they are bazillionaires. Like he's a, a renowned plastic he's surgeon. He's gotta be like from like a rich family or something, right? Like he's not just that rich from being. I a think plastic he might surgeon. be. This was the golden era for plastic surgeon. I guess they kept talking about like that he was like the best plastic surgeon until he wasn't because. <laughs> then he just became an undertaker. Meryl Streep wakes up and she's like, "Oh, I doubt." Uh, he woke up before me and made his side of the bed. He's up in his laboratory in the attic. Just drunk. Smashed every night. This maid, He's this poor maid, she has to go to Meryl Streep and be like, tell me again. And she, the maid's like, um, you uh, you look younger every day, madame, or something. Just like feeding her ego. And she goes upstairs and gives Bruce Willis this bloody Mary and a bottle of it. Probably... Aston, because it was 92. Aspirin, who knows. Um, ibuprofen. There's a whole plethora of crap you could take for a hangover. And he's real close to her. And it's like, she has to endure so much. This poor maid. That's the last time we see her, though. His breath? She quit because his morning breath alone after all that whiskey. 
He probably wears that same suit just over and over again. Like that's he's, the fifth time this week he's, well, he's passed out in that suit. He's also everyone in this has terrible problems, and that's the point. We're shown super successful people that are unhappy, and it's kind of the message. They're like uh, yuppies of the West Coast during the late eighties, early nineties. They're in the upper echelon of society so much that they get invited to Goldie Hawn's book release party. She's doing much better, and they're like, oh, let's go flaunt our wealth, because Meryl Streep still, still looks great. Well, yeah, and because they heard that that she had, like, went to a mental institution, that she had gotten fat and all that stuff. So they see, like, a kind of fat girl, and they're like, oh, yeah, it looks like she's lost some weight. Oh, at the party, weight. yeah, they do go. And she's, they do the classic, she steps out of the way. Yeah, and then you see actual Goldie Hawn, and Meryl Streep's like, we're leaving immediately. <laughs> she looks amazing. She's in a red dress. She uh, is supposedly... She might have been... You should look and see how old she was, if she was actually 50. I think she was. Okay. Because uh, there's these women talking behind her back, and they're like, wow. She, at first... Okay. People come up and ask her to sign their books, their copy of the book, and I thought this was their personal diary or something, because it has a Lisa Frank pink-ass unicorn and a mirror on it or something. This is some over-the-top jacket design work for a novel. But it's like a self-help novel, I assume? It's called Forever Young. It was called Forever Young. Is that what it is? Keeping in theme with the movie. Okay. She didn't tell everyone she drank a potion, right? No, but she did. Like, way before everyone else, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone else. Uh, before this scene, we see Meryl Streep at the plastic surgeon because she wants to get an emergency procedure done, a rushed procedure. And they're like, well, our policy is you can't get more than one in six months, and you've had one in three weeks. Yeah. So please go away and come back another time. She throws a fit. She's, like, throwing medical devices. And then that's where that creepy, blinky dude just, like, teleports he in. He Yeah. <laughs> he's just there. And he's got, like, that one eye that blinks weird. It's twitching. I assume he's playing it for laughs. Like, he's had so much plastic surgery that his nerves don't work. And he yeah, has to keep, like, pressing it back. That's what I was assuming. It's kind of like what Martin Short's character is in uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, a little bit. He's like, well, we've given you every procedure we have. Age eventually takes its toll. We're all mortals. How about you take this card? And I heard you say money was no option, so visit this place. And he's like, makes a point that it's very exclusive. Well, but then, like later on, there's so many people in there. When I, you add up over time, you add one every year. That adds up. No one's leaving the club, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, she tears the card up. She's pissed. She's like, I don't need anything else. She said he was a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was weird, because of how obsessed she was with the idea of looking young right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, she was screaming at this lady to get... Like, she's willing to get a procedure done that was, <laughs> like, not recommended by someone who's already like performing unnecessary procedures right (laughs) when a plastic surgeon's like no i can't like 
No. Yeah, and we're not speaking ill about anyone who's done any work on themselves, plastic surgery at no. all. We're just saying follow the recommended yeah. guidelines. If <laughs> if you go in or, and they're like, no, come back in five and a half months. Well, no, I'm just saying like she's willing to do that, but yeah, she wouldn't even look into what this potion was. I well, thought it was weird. Yeah, and at this point, Josh is just like two vampire movies in a row, really. <laughs> <laughs> And it will stay that way for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Like the last, it doesn't actually pull what's going on for a long time. We had a good one of those with From Dust Till Dawn, too. Yeah, but at least that was a good movie going on until then. <laughs> that wasn't nothing's happening and something happens. That was something's happening and then nothing happens. You don't enjoy the quirky Danny Elfman music and watching Bruce Willis with a hairpiece? No. <laughs> I mean, come on. This was a very like uh, Tim Burton light kind of movie. Oh yeah, we were one weird building away from Burton's. Like if that <laughs> castle they go to had been like more spiry, it would have been a Burton movie. If there had been a black and white staircase in there, <laughs> if that potion had glowed green instead of pink, <laughs> it would have been a Burton movie. Uh, they have so many guns on their walls. Let's talk about Bruce oh. Willis's mansion. Yeah, his house is insane. You're right. He probably comes from money because everything is covered in either marble or, like, expensive wood. Well, the marble wood. house is the other place. Well, I'm talking about his. There's marble and wood yeah. everywhere. He has old-timey flintlock pistols covering the walls. He has shotguns and rifles in, like, ebony wood gun cases. And every room... Is as big as my house. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. It's all flat, though. He's it's got like, like two st- stories. Yeah. And he has his laboratory on the third floor, so it's got space to move. Like, I bet the second floor is all hers, and he kind of steers clear of it. Probably. Because every time he comes down there, she meets up with him and bad things happen. Yeah, you immediately tell after this, what, it's 14 years since we've seen them that their marriage is not going well. No. He's a depressed alcoholic. Which is probably why we he got kicked out of the biz. Or yeah, we don't he, became know an alcoholic, he became an alcoholic because he got kicked out of the biz. We don't really know. Yeah. Either way, he's no longer a plastic surgeon. He's a mortician. Yeah. He's the best He's now the best of that field, which is nothing to sneer at. Yeah. Like, that's a great gig if you want it, if you can get it. I bet it pays. Right. It well, obviously pays. Stars. It obviously pays. <laughs> Look at this life they lead. That's what I'm saying. He might have been from, like, old money or something. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, the mortician to the stars. Yeah, at this point, we really don't know if it's a comedy other than the music. I still don't really know if it's a comedy. We get to the morgue, and we see this dude who's, like, pale blue-gray. Rigor mortis is set in there, like, yeah, he died fucking in his hot tub, and he's got a huge smile on his face. So you gotta make him look normal. And it's kind of gross, because he's an older, hairy dude, and they're like, he, he's so happy because he died fucking an 18-year-old. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah. okay, way to make a point of that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... 92? It's 92. Harsher. Um, but, <laughs> mm. so after they... Seeing her old friend sets her on, like, a, uh, this rampage of driving. She's driving in the storm, remember? Yeah. And, so uh... She finds the card... Yeah, because, well, so we get back to the party where they meet Goldie Hawn again, and she looks great, 
and Meryl Streep is also kind of... Basically, the thing that happened at the beginning of the movie seems to be happening to Meryl Streep again. Oh, Goldie Hawn is totally uh, seducing Bruce Willis back. But at the same time, she's kind of seducing Meryl Streep back, too, because she's whispering the same speech in both of their ears. And, like, I've always been on your side and not theirs. But but she didn't make a plan with Meryl Streep to kill Bruce Willis. Well, she had to choose. She's like, (laughs) people have been out of my life for this long. Which one do I go with? And it changes constantly over the course of the movie. Like, these three were made for each other. They're just, they're like a cosmic triad bouncing around and committing chaos. Because she choose. at first it seems like she's choosing uh, Meryl Streep. She's like, I never blamed you, it was always him. But then she repeats the speech to him, and they make plans to meet up. And Goldie Hawn sneaks into their house, kind of, in... Stiletto high heels and a bright sparkly red, red dress. dress. Yeah, she's in that red dress a lot this movie. And during this time, Meryl Streep is driving on the road when she should not be. Oh my god, her swerving into the other This lane. is some fast and furious shit. Have you ever been with a girl that gets mad and likes to like drive like that to, to, to let loose? Oh, I don't know if we can just say girl. I've been with guys who have done that too. I, I... This I can is... only think of one person in my oh, life okay. that I've known that's done that, and it was it was a girl named April. Oh, this was a guy I knew in high school, and whenever he was stressed out, he would go around the city driving like that, and oh, yeah. his car showed it. Like, <laughs> he is so... Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> that's, like, the worst it's... de-stressing habit I can think of to do it's is so to stressful. drive angry. <laughs> Have you seen Drive Angry? No. No, have you? No. Oh, okay. Well, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't do it. I don't recommend it, man or man or woman. No, no one should drive angry. No one should drive angry. Not this angry where you're not only swerving around cars in your own lane during a thunderstorm, but you're going into oncoming traffic to go faster. Mm-hmm. And she looks in the rearview mirror, freaks out. She's like, oh, God, I'm so ugly now because I'm been in the rain and this causes her to look in her purse and find the ripped up card luckily she ripped it once in half and it's got a simple like street address on it Uh, it's just like what card with one word on it or something something in french whatever she follows it and she's like wow do you remember seeing a castle on the edge of la yes yeah several (laughs) (laughs) so this is not the ordinary at all she goes in and, oh, here we go. There's four castles around that castle she went to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about WWE bodyguard service. Oh, my God. This, whatever she was, I don't know. She Maybe she's just a, like a witch. I think she's the goddess of or, death. Or whatever. But I like her style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever win the lottery and get rich and famous? Bodyguards from the WWE. Oh my gosh, yes. All of my bodyguards are going to be wearing leotards and championship belts. I mean, you see how loyal they are to the WWE. We saw on like John Oliver recently how terribly they're treated. It's so unfortunate because those guys work hard for our entertainment. Yeah. If you treat them right, how loyal are they going to be? <laughs> like working for your marble mansion. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I got an intruder, mister. I got him right here. Oh, yeah. I put him in a stinger, then a headlock, 
in our tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, good if job. If you treat him right, you can smell what the rock is cooking because he's just making you dinner you, in the kitchen. I mean, he's... Oh, see, come on, you can't get the rock. He's found people to treat him right. I know. He's in the fast. I'm talking years. about rock in 19... He has... Like, the rock has a family. <laughs> you could probably get John Cena. I don't think they're treating him. No, but you can't least. ever find him. Why? That's like the, the meme is that John oh. Cena's invisible. Well, oh, oh, the hand him. in front of the face? You can't see him. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are some old-timey wrestlers who are out of the loop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know newer wrestlers. Sorry. <laughs> you like fighting games, Josh. Do you like wrestling fighting games? No. Aw. Me neither. I haven't, I haven't heard of any recently. Like, there's all the UFC ones, but do you think there's been, like, a big WWE game? Yeah, there has to have been. There yeah. has to have been. There's probably one every year. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sports games. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they are licensed sports games. They just get pooped out by whoever makes all of those games. Division, yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of them. <laughs> Blizzard takes over and it gets real cartoony and EA weird. EA owns Blizzards. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Have You Played. Speaking of other podcasts, Josh, Have You Crunched, the serial podcast. Oh, Why yeah, have you no, not no. tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Because I've tried a bunch of other cereals when I was growing up and I don't eat cereal much anymore. This is nothing, Austin. The other week he told me he has never had a pistachio. Well, okay, now we're on Have You Cracked. I mean, we gotta stick to one of these at a time. You've never had a... Do you want one right now? No. Can we get your live reaction? I, I, I sh- you have a Yeah, I got pistachios at the ready. Okay, yeah, sure. Come on. Keep it right. There we go. Uh, so what other, like, really Cinnamon Toast Crunch? <laughs> like, I get if I hadn't eaten, like, Cheerios or Fruit Loops. But I feel Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, like, a tear down. Is it? From the big... I don't think so. I think it's up there. Okay, we have a pistachio. I have to, I have to open it. Yeah, you gotta get the full Thankfully, I know what nuts are, so I know to open <laughs> Yeah, you don't just first. bite ah, into the shell. Like the like, guy yeah. who eats the tamale. Just t- oh, that video is painful to watch. <laughs> Crunch through it. Here we go. First time eating a pistachio. <laughs> I'm deathly allergic. Hands He's like, I'm allergic to tree nuts. I'm allergic. <laughs> It's okay. I don't see how people can eat ice cream over this, though. Oh, okay. So, have you ever... You've had almonds, right? Yeah. Have you ever had almond flavoring? I'm hoping I said no. <laughs> I got almonds, too. Have you ever had almond flavoring? Uh, maybe. So, it tastes... I've had almond milk. No, no. This would be, like, condensed almond flavoring. No, I can't so say that I have. when you condense a flavor of a nut, it often changes the property and intensifies it. So ice cream. So pistachio has like pistachio extract and it's really good. It's not you don't get the full effect with just like a nut. I don't wanna have to go out and buy like a Ben and Jerry's like, you know, if you don't finish it, bring it over here and I'll eat it. Like Okay. (laughs) What do I do with the shell? Do I put it on the floor and step on it and no, oh, no, you put one one in your ear and one up your butt. Yeah. And that's how people eat pistachios. That disposes of them in a natural way. I see. <laughs> if you run out of room in your ears, just go more up the butt. Now it's turning into a real show. We're, we're eating food live on air. I kind of want to get my almond extract for you to smell so you can know the difference. Oh, there you say drink. No, no. It, it's yeah. That would be funny. Because he doesn't know what it is. And that you also have to butt chug for like maximum effect. 
All right. The shells so, are cleaner than peanuts are. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. What brought this up is during the movie, I was eating some of this new chocolate cinnamon toast crunch. It's delicious. And Josh wouldn't try it because he's like, I'm not going to watch the sequel without trying the original. And then he tells me he's tried what? what? Some, something off Cookie oh, Crisp. Oh, Crisp? Yeah, which is a prequel probably to Cookie Crisp. Uh, <laughs> sequel for sure. Yeah, sequel. They got French Toast Crisp too. That's really good. Yeah, I had French Toast Crisp. Alright. I've had Crackle and Oat Bran. That's. The old man's yeah. cereal. <laughs> cool. Well, okay, you can't talk, mister. Have you ever tried peaches on your oatmeal? No, no it, was, uh, it wasn't peaches, it was uh, pureed sweet potato. <laughs> yeah. We are watching a movie one day, and without prompt, Justin just enters the room. Have you ever tried pureed sweet potato on your oats? <laughs> just sounded like the oldest fucking dude. Like... Your hair turned gray. Like that. Peaches yeah. on oatmeal is pretty good, by the way. I'm not a big peach guy. Oh, okay. Like every fruit but, but peach. But peach. I mean, that's the way to try it if you don't like it. <laughs> but peach. If you haven't tried pistachios, I just want to start naming fruits because I'm sure there are plenty you haven't tried. I mean, some of the exotic ones. But Blueberries. Like, yes, I've tried like every berry. Cranberries. Love berries. Raspberries. Yeah. Blackberries. Favorite. No. Yes, I tried five. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get like to number five before you said no. I've tried most berries. Gooseberries. Yeah. Okay. Marion berries, yes. Oh, Marion berries, yeah. <laughs> Huckleberries. Yeah. Boysen. Yeah, boysenberries. You gonna get off the berries? There are other fruits. Tomatoes are technically a berry. Have you had golden yeah. kiwis? Ooh. No, I, I got golden I, I had kiwis. one of those for the first time in a while. You hadn't had a kiwi. Nope. God damn. <laughs> you had a durian? Oh, the big stinky fruits? Yeah. Yeah. It's not pleasant. It's kind of cheesy. Anyway, back to death becomes her. <laughs> you death became her. <laughs> not have you tried this fruit? <laughs> That's just happy tasted. Yeah. That's that falls all of those all of those fall it's under a happy tasted fruit episode. Happy tasted, yeah. It'll go into that playlist. Yeah. Uh. So. So it turns out that they both drink the potion. Oh well, we get the potion scene. We still think Goldie they're vampires Han, at this while time. While she's getting the potion, Goldie Hawn sneaks into his giant mansion and tries to convince him to kill his wife so oh, they can run off together. Don't you love this fantasy scene? That's the best scene in the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. It's so, it's it's so stylized. It's shot in a way that's supposed to be, sh like, schlocky and corny and over the top. But if you're making a movie like this, do the entire thing like that. I mean, don't go, like, full Sin City, but at least yeah. give it more. Give it some L.A. Confidential. Vivid colors make it stand out. Uh, instead of all the wacky sound effects we get throughout Ooh, this movie. This movie had cartoon sound effects. It's one step away from having a laugh track. Of the sound or music in it this made movie me think of, it made me sometimes think we were watching like, uh, like they were trying to make it feel like a Tom and Jerry cartoon or something. <laughs> we'll get to shovel well, yeah, look here at the premise. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Madeline goes to the marble castle. She meets up with, I'm going to call her the goddess of death, because I think that's what she is. She opens up this phylactery, it's this cabinet that she pulls a tie, it's like a Russian doll, there's multiple layers. She's got the sweet-ass marble house. She's always wearing 
like something Bling. that just barely covers her boobs. Yeah. Which you don't need to do at home. You do need to do for a PG thirteen yes. movie. Uh, we get some several scenes of butts in this. Yeah, lots of butts. Oh, we get Meryl Streep breaking up with her younger boyfriend Dakota. Let's talk about Dakota. Oh, that's why she's crying, not because she's. That's sees well. It's a combination. She went to Dakota for comfort. Yeah, and Dakota was with another woman, a, a younger young girl, woman. younger woman. Sorry, and which uh, I mean, like if you have if you have. Someone on the side on the side that like they know you're married and that like it's on the side. Maybe they had a deal like put a fucking tie on the door. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's just because he was like I forgot because he he didn't know she was coming. I think she just showed up. Oh yeah, yeah. We see some butt here. In the, we see reflect, reflected butt. I mean, did you look at? Did you see Dakota? He was a hunk. Of course, he's gonna oh, have some girl there. Of course, a ninety-two <laughs> hunk named Dakota. He probably took the potion also. Oh, he's like he's an Edward Cullen. He's like ninety-seven years old. <laughs> oh, Hollywood would be the place to be. Get the fuck out of Washington. You sparkle so what? I like to wear body glitter. Fuck off. I think it's also like uncomfortable. <sighs> It kind of seems like everything makes him uncomfortable in that movie. Maybe we should watch. Have you seen Twilight? Twilight? Series. I've seen the f- third. Okay, one. you can't. You can't put him on. The what? Line. You only see the third one. I've seen the second. But you made such a big deal of the fact games. that you haven't. Wa- that you wouldn't try to. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You <laughs> hadn't tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> I was dating a girl, and she wanted. Yeah, the new Twilight. Yeah, that's but how like, I bet I don't have to see the other ones to see this one, and I was right. You were right. Okay. Did you get, like, a dinner Same out of it or something? Jay. I saw, like, Mockingjay Part 1. With, oh, what's Games. I never saw a single one of those. I saw all of them in a row. One jelly. Put them on the list. You know what's sad? I'll probably never see Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movie, because it's one of those Hunger Game movies. <sighs> no, don't put them on the list. I don't want to watch the fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> Oh, here's a fancy dystopian society, and it's all up to the what children. What would you rather watch, Twilight or Hunger Games? Hunger Games? Because at least people get shot with arrows, right? People probably get shot with arrows in Twilight. No. No, there's no arrows There's, like, heads claws. ripped off. There's claws. There's... There's... There's little to no action in Twilight movies, oh, I'll tell you that. You know, there's the drama. only reason you want to watch the Twilight movies is... Just to feel like there's nothing left to hope for once you reach that baby and Jacob thing at the end of the imprinting. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're like, he wasn't even into her. He was into that egg in her belly that hadn't even been fertilized. And what the fuck? Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Spoilers. I'll spoil the fuck out of that so we don't have to put it on the podcast. Oh, back to a better movie. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Resounding yes. Uh, she gets the potion. It's glowing pink. She gets her hand cut and then a drop of the potion put in to make a youthful hand. We see that effect three times in this movie. Didn't yeah. need it. They liked Did it. not need it three times. They rule threes. <laughs> it was impressive. They had That's some... how she gets you. She makes one hands young. So you have to We could cut in at that scene though. Like Oh yeah. Oh, we course. could cut to the scene while they're looking at their hands and it's like, I know what happened yeah. here already. <laughs> no, they really needed the time. 
There's a lot of nothing going on in this movie. They had to, they had to spend time. Yeah. This movie. I, it was I, short though. It was only a hour and four minutes. Yeah, it's crazy because it did kind of dr- felt like it dragged a little. Like it felt just like a little, just a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, there were uh, parts where they hadn't quite figured out if it was a horror or a comedy or a, like a romantic drama. So it's kind of just bouncing around awkwardly with all, and I think the editor knew this because the soundtrack is doing its damnedest to tie it together <laughs> with this huge ribbon of whimsy and dark goth. It, it's not Elfin, but it's really close. It's pretty close. It's like Gnomeman. It's like it's like Aaron, Elfman, Aaron Gnome, Aaron Gnomeman, or something. <laughs> Oh, I'm Aaron Newman, and I pick up all the work Stanny Elfman doesn't want. Halflingman? I get the scraps, and I live comfortably off them, because there's plenty he doesn't want. Just kidding? It's slim pickings. The, the, the gnome, what I say, gnomeman? <laughs> the gnomeman household isn't nearly as big as this mansion here, and we only have one gun and two. All these fucking guns were loaded. That's scary. Yeah. She uh, could have loaded. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I wouldn't know how, like, to take an old-timey gun and, like, where he kept the bullets. This wasn't I, even her house. It seemed like it was just loaded. Yeah. It keeps with movie tropes that everybody just... Keeps huge loaded keeps guns. Keeps loaded guns on the walls, even in museums. <laughs> oh, my God. Demolition Man. We're always going to go back to that. Why? <laughs> Why is the cannon loaded? Even the Simpsons was like, and this cannon is pointed at the support leg of that main tower in Sport, Fort Springfield when they're on vacation. And uh, there's a bus that rolls in, crashes through, and like touches this cannon slightly so it falls over. And she's like, luckily, we don't keep them loaded because that would be a terrible safety hazard. And it's like, okay, the Simpsons knew that. Why didn't Demolition Man? Why were the cannons loaded in a museum? Were the future people like, well, maybe we they have didn't to do it accurately? Works. Yeah, maybe. These are going to hurt future cops. They're ancient cannons. Boom. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this movie... She takes the potion. We get a transformation scene of the full body. The WWE lets her out, and she goes home. Yeah, you see, like, her... her All her bits shrink All her bits. <laughs> yeah, Josh. She de-ages by 30 years, I think she says. Mm-hmm. Looks 30 years younger. And the promise of this potion... This promise of this potion... You, you will years. remain youthful forever. No, that's not the promise of the potion. That's the rules you have to abide by. So it becomes suspicious. Yeah, ten years is too much. Yeah, because if you stay that way forever, they start burning you as a witch or a vampire. So Keanu Reeves definitely took this potion. Yeah, and he's like, no, I don't want to go away after ten years. (laughs) And that's why he took John Wick training, so he can just fight off everyone who comes at him. Yeah, the Twilight vampires had the same issue. Yeah. And I think they just lived in a fucking sticks town. For yeah, at least a hundred years. You're going to high school over and over and over yeah. and over. <laughs> but like ten years, really? Like, you know, come on. You can, you can be in the limelight ten years because then people won't grow suspicious. And then she's like, here's a bunch of alternatives. And you gotta stay in a big mansion for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, fade away, get a cool mountaintop resort, become... Don't worry, wrestlers become and a sex writer, will keep you going. Just under a different name. Ever. 
And then, you know what, drop away for 70 years and come back as someone else. Who you know, she was only, like, what did she say, she was 81 that or something? That is bullshit. She's yeah. not that old at all. She's way older. How yeah. long has this potion been around Some for? of the people that were in that, that party would be older than she is. Oh, yeah. She was, that's why I think <laughs> so she's... So she not the first potion maker? No, I think she was lying. She's lying. <laughs> oh. She's like, ask me how old I am, and she says she's 80, but I think she's, like, a uh, 3 billion. Like, she's some force. Maybe she's just the newest emissary. Where are they getting the potions? She got a closet. She got hole. that egg. I think that egg. The potion was way more It regenerates. It regenerates yeah. in that egg. Yes, you don't think she bought a hundred of them on some pyramid scheme, some <laughs> no. multi-level marketing? And now she's like, They didn't think it would work, and it actually did. <laughs> I, these berries, they're much better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have to sell them for an exorbitant price. So this is where the crux of the movie happens. We got Meryl Streep getting a potion that makes her invincible and useful. And Goldie Hawn. And Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis plotting to murder her. Now, I love this plot. We talked about it. It's a little stylized. It's like a 1950s film. She's like going through the steps and she has done her research. I know she's a writer. Maybe she did true crime. But she's like, we use Narcan. We fill her car full of booze bottles. We throw it off a cliff. And these special effects are the best because they're practical. Yeah. The car goes off the cliff, and before it even hits anything, it's just like... <laughs> blows. They put, like, 50 vodka bottles in her car. <laughs> they go to the morgue, and she's, like, still smoldering in a body bag, and she's... It's kind of like drunk history. They do Goldie Hawn is, like, reading in their... I was going to say it's the thing, like, in uh, that 70s show. Oh, they did it before drunk history. You're right. That 70s show where, like... Uh, the parents try to imagine what the kids are doing, or the kids try to imagine what the parents are doing, and they, like, voice over each other, but you see them act. <laughs> oh, I love when it. Kitty's doing that. <laughs> oh, no! Not Golly, the littlest she... homo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go make our mothers proud. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Have you, uh, have you watched that 70s show? No. That's, we can't say have you seen, because it's a TV show. Yeah. It's have you watched. We gotta orderly designate every little thing. The happy-verse. Its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then we gotta add the hashtags to every episode. <laughs> have you hashtagged. There's another one. It's where I talk about my Instagram profile. It's just pictures of me sitting here watching movies with you two. It gets real meta. Uh, they... Kind of go along with it. Goldie Hawn sneaks out, uh, and Bruce Willis is like, well, I've had enough whiskey to kill a horse, <laughs> so I'm just going to strangle you. And he commits murder. It takes such a dark turn right here. Yeah. Because she pisses him off. She calls him a bunch of names. She calls him flaccid a lot. A lot. I don't know if that excuses. It does not excuse. Him. I'm not saying it excuses. I'm just saying that's what drove him. He it, didn't just snap. It's been years of this punishment. Yeah, he's like, I'm not taking it anymore. I like how she's like de-aged flesh, thirty flesh, years, flesh, 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 and he's like right in her face, and he's just like, did you change your hair? <laughs> because he's seeing so <laughs> He can't focus. Do you see the jars of? He drinks a whiskey out of rich people mason jar yeah. glasses. They're yeah. five inches in diameter. That breakfast that they brought Holy in later shit. on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he can't tell. Uh, 
he strangles her at first, and then he's like, he pulls back, he realizes he's come to his senses a little she's bit. She's already on the like, She's like, Sorry. this takes the longest to fall in history. She's like, help me, you idiot. And he just does the thing where he pokes her in the chest, and down she goes. And the first thing that happens is we get this gnarly neck crack when yeah. she breaks her arm. Oh, it goes completely sideways. She lands on the bottom, and she's just a tangle of body parts. And he just keeps going, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's his tagline. That's the shirt for this episode, is him standing over a mangled body, oh, just like, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like a quantum leap mix. He always jumps into bodies, and the first thing he says is, oh boy. <laughs> I don't think there was ever a quantum leap where he jumped into Bruce Willis and he's standing over a mangled, like, ex-wife. No. Oh, boy. Oh. How am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> yeah, he won't leave until he successfully covers up the murder. Al, I need your help. <laughs> oh, all the records show he's he's fucking did it. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> the last three seasons of Quantum Leap, he's playing Bruce Willis in like a trial court situation and then going to the electric chair. <laughs> no, I'm saying that like he, you know, he has to do the thing before he jumps again. Right. His for that one is he has to he has to Guide Bruce Willis to the electric chair. No, he has to get off. Like he has to dispose of the body and oh. like, get away with the murder. <laughs> That's how he This is taking it. Is it Al the guy? That, so, this, yeah. this is taking a dark turn. Hey, I don't pick the missions. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Yeah, like the time where he's where he got raped. I don't think that happened. Did it? He got molested in or sexually so. assaulted? Uh, huh. He got put into a woman's body. Okay. Well, he did not get. Assaulted, like, it happened before, right? Yeah. It didn't happen to him. Okay. Like, he had to, like, deal with, like, it had, like, just happened or something. I don't know. I don't remember the exact episode. I was like, did Quantum Leap, like, switch over to HBO and get super fucking dark? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Okay. But there was some... Not that time he was some... in World War Two and he had to commit war crimes, and he's like, uh-oh. I'm on, oh boy. He looks in the mirror and he's just like, oh boy. It's like quantum leap. He's on the wrong side. He's in serial killer bodies. Like, he's like, oh no, I'm Dahmer. (laughs) He opens the fridge. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, So. Is that dog talking to me? (laughs) So she lives. Why am I wearing (laughs) this clown makeup? (laughs) She kind of lives. She unlives. This is a great shot. He's on the phone. He calls Goldie Hawn instead of 911. Yeah. And she points that out. I hate his character in this movie. That's why I love this, because he's always the alpha dude in movies, and in this one he's totally taking a backseat to, like, two powerful women. Even though they're not the best characters. But yet the whole thing, like, the, the, the whole part of this movie was, like, he's, like, the trophy that they're trying to win. Exactly. Each, yeah. Each he's the one being trophy. objectified. Which, I'm, whatever, fine. About, hashtag about time. Like, <laughs> no, I, I just, I wish that they didn't give a shit about him. I yeah. Mean, ultimately, they don't. They but don't. But, like, it was just weird. I think they're and just also, that good of manipulators. The, the end of the movie undoes all of that by making him the good guy hero. That's weird. We'll get to it. I don't want to feel sorry for him after he like murders You're not supposed to his feel wife sorry and pushes him. her down the stairs. No, we are at the end. Like you're you supposed to like think that oh this guy was amazing. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to be on his side yeah, at the end of yeah, this. Right? Like, he's not that. He's not... Well, he did turn his life around. I guess. What a strange turn that <laughs> this movie takes. But in the present, uh, this is a great shot, because he's on this phone, and in the background... It's like a rack focus of him, and it's like super blurry of her body getting up all crumpled. And like, this is where it could easily turn into a horror. Horror. Like she comes over and she's just like, and bites him in the neck. IMDb lists the genres for this movie as comedy, fantasy, horror. Oh yeah, you can't kill this many women and not have it be a horror movie. <laughs> you can't be a straight comedy of just murdering women. That never holds up. <laughs> but this is where it could have gone dark it doesn't it, it gets really goofy and this scene's almost unbearable these days with all the CGI they're trying to pull off in 92 yeah her head is on backwards it's obviously like a stunt double wearing a green hood scarf wrapped around their neck and her head superimposed on the back of it and she, it is, there's some funny gags where she tries to sit down and she's backwards, so she falls over. Luckily, it ends quick. She snaps her neck back around, and they go to the hospital. And I never caught the doctor kills himself before. <laughs> like, when, the only time I saw this was when I was a kid, and then a little, like I said, eight or nine years ago. But they go there, she gets a physical, and this doctor's, like, messing with her fucking wrist, like, this doesn't hurt? Just crazy. Like, you're telling me this, and he, like, fully, like takes the, her fingers and touches her forearm by bending it back. Just, this doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm not Got no pulse, two broken vertebrae. And Bruce Willis is like, maybe she's in shock. And the doctor's like, you said you were a man of science. Obviously she's dead. Well, no, I like the line where he's like, so they'll say a lot of things that's wrong with her. He's like, she's got like a cracked vertebrae. She's got, she's got, she's, she's her temperature is, below 80 and she's she's got no pulse and Bruce Willis like what does that mean and he, the doctor's just like exactly you tell me <laughs> yeah this is now in your territory because you're a mortician <laughs> and it is she faints because the news that she's dead he runs out of the room when he comes back she's been put in the morgue and this is my favorite line it's like the nurse is like I'm sorry he's like where'd you take her she's in the morgue the morgue She'll be furious. <laughs> he runs, he finds her, and she is okay. She just, well, pff, not okay, but she passed out. They took her there because she has no vitals. And now they start this kind of gross descent into madness where they're in his laboratory in the attic. And they're, like, trying all these different spray paints and makeups. And, yeah. like, this is not... Oh, because oh. earlier on he was asked how he's able to make all of his bodies look so nice. Yeah. And he's like, he uses mannequin paint. Because it has an heat adhesive <laughs> built in. And they're just like, oh, what the fuck? And it's like, whatever you asked. Like, secrets of the trade. You care what goes on the body when you look at it once and then it goes in the ground? Yeah. Like, People are weird. Yeah. Oh, don't pump it full of chemicals. But he does. He goes to work and he's like, hey guys, I know it's my day off. But can I get like I a bunch of formaldehyde? 80, 80 maybe gallons of formaldehyde? And, oh, this this is a scene that could have put it in R. Like draining her body, she's all gray. It cuts in at the very end of it when he's yeah. like covering up the last bit of painting. Uh, Goldie Hawn comes over and she's super suspicious. She's like, why are you driving her body around? She's dead. 
Or she she immediately I like how she just immediately jumps to it like he's doing some weird shit with this corpse. Uh huh. <laughs> like why do you still have it? I brought two shovels and some really glittery ninja costumes. She's like, I don't care what sexual awakening you think you're going through right now. We're burying this corpse. I'm corpse man. <laughs> he's just, he's lost it and he has bazillions of dollars to do whatever he wants. Uh, she come uh. Helen comes down the stairs, and Goldie Hawn's just like, oh, fuck, I thought you were dead. I saw your corpse. And uh, she's like, I am dead, but so are you. Bam. Blows well, yeah, because she hears upstairs, Meryl Streep hears while she's upstairs that Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis plotted to kill her. Like, it wasn't just, like, him snapping like she thought it was before. Mm-hmm. We get that na- nail uh, raking down the banister yeah. and just taking wood slivers off. And, uh, so she steals a gun and blows a hole in Goldie Hawn. Uh, Goldie Hawn goes into the pond outside and it's like, oh god, now everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Willis is oh goshing all oh over the boy, place. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, they both took the potion. Big surprise. Yeah. They uh, find out separately. Because they, they have the lapel pins yeah. that Madam What's-Her-Name gives everyone. She gives them one of her jewels from her jeweled, uh, and now it's sort of a fight Which, to get Bruce just point Willis of order here. to stay with them. Just a point of order here. Yeah. Why does a secret society that doesn't want anybody to know that something is going on have an identifying marker to put on them? Everyone wears pins. But why? Even... Uh, so they'll remember. Yeah. Even Hydra wears pins. Like, you can zoom in on that Marvel footage like they do, and they're like, look, they're shaking hands, and they got little lapel pins of Hydra. They they don't hide it. Like, no one hides it. <laughs> and they're not identifying. Each one is different. It's a personal reminder. It's a signifier, like Josh said, take care of yourself, because you're going to be with your body a long time. <laughs> I like that she immediately dies after she kisses Seems like a bad... If you fuck up any... Like, it's supposed to make you younger. Yo, well, just just don't, but look at all those other people just that seem don't to be working die. fine. Just what if you, like, cut your finger or, like, break a break You can do that. No, that's fine because you're not dead. Once you die, it's like... Is that it? It yeah. starts getting bad. Okay. I think all those people were still technically alive. Yeah. Like, it keeps you immortal until you die. As a normal human And then you're like a rotting corpse that's still alive. Exactly. Yeah. They can't fix that. One that smells like... Dead meat and spray paint. <laughs> Yay! So they make up because they realize they've said After they have the worst shovel fight in history. Yeah! Oh, shovel fight! Ping, ping, uh, ping! Uh, the, silhouette, the silhouette of them having the shovel fight was, was way better than them having the shovel fight. So this becomes a fight over Bruce Willis because he's the world's best plastic surgeon and now mortician. No, I think it becomes it's a, a fight, fight to keep over him. the fact that they killed each other. It's a fight to keep him. They make up and they're like... We have to have him or we're going to look like shit. Exactly. He does such good work. It's not like and we're going to need touch-ups. Because Meryl Streep is constantly getting her head smacked all the way around, yeah. smacked into her body... So she's got wrinkly flesh building up all around her neck. It's pretty cool. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and Goldie Hawn has... She's got a big giant hole in her stomach. Yeah, she's turned into a donut. She's... <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think she would stay upright. 
with the middle section. Yeah. Gone like that. I don't think so. Either. I don't. I think you. I think you'd be. Fine. I do like whenever they were arguing with each other, like after Meryl Streep had gotten her neck. When we finally get this heart to heart, yeah. That she had to hold her own head up, or else it would fall down because <laughs> her neck wasn't working. I thought that was funny. It was good. <laughs> uh, I like the part where she th- breaks the shovel and throws yeah. the stake at Goldie Hawn and it, it just goes whistles like, in the stomach. Yeah. She's just like, yes! Oh, wait, no! <laughs> there's some really... That was probably the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, there's some good, good laughs in this. It holds up, in my opinion. In the ways. This is when it turns into a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. But Bruce Willis is like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I should have been out of here 14 years ago before both of those time skips. So I'm gonna pack my Louis Vuitton suitcase with some crappy shirts and a dartboard. Yeah, he loves that dartboard. Loves it. It keeps getting shown a bunch of times. I don't know why. But they team up and they're like, hey, one last favor for old time's sake. Make us beautiful. Like, fix all this shit we did with shovels. Yeah, he's like, okay, fine. But But you have to promise that you'll never get in contact with me again. You won't even think about me. You won't. You'll just let me go. And this is before they decide they need to keep him around. Wink, wink, yeah. So they're both like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It doesn't... I mean, It's no. because he does such good work yeah. that they're like, oh, wait, it's going to chip? What if it rains? We need to keep him around. This is strange. Just go live in the forest as ghouls at this point. Just be gray things. They want to be beautiful. Body. That's like I their know, main obsession. The whole point. It's vanity. The entire point <laughs> of the movie is that beauty fades. Um, um, he decides he's going to leave, so they decide that they want to get him oh, to take the here's potion. The breakfast. To take the potion, but they're like, oh, but he's already decided he's going to leave. So apparently he, like, they both realize that, like, since he made that decision, he's going to. Yeah. Which he doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me from the rest no. of the movie. But yet they both kind of This just, might like, be too much. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so they're just like, oh, I know. We'll get him to drink the potion by drugging him with his drink, and then we'll... We'll do that. Do you think they really drugged this drink, or is it just a shitload of whiskey? No, they said drug him. Because <laughs> they say, here's your breakfast, and they hand him, like, a two-liter bottle full of whiskey. <laughs> and he's splashing it like all over the place. Decanter. He's like, I'm not drinking anymore as much. And they smash him with a pot. Yep. Once in the head, twice in the head. I like this first smash, because he turns around and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like, whoosh. He wakes up in a tuxedo, and he's at... The he wakes up of Death's in, he pool wakes party. up in Death's pool, like next to Death's pool, and she's like swimming naked. She gets out and she gets dried off with like her manservant in a manservant tuxedo with a belt over the top. But of also like oh, open chested, so good, like a Chippendales dancer or something. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, listen, I did. I saw the work you did, and I have other gross clients that need this work done on them. So here's a free potion. You don't have to pay me anything, even though you paid me so much <laughs> when your wife got this, because yeah. she wrote a check, and ooh, you don't even want to see how much. <laughs> it was so much. <laughs> it was so much she laughed after saying money is no option. Right? You. Uh, that's she, another thing I yeah. want to bring up. You can't go into a place and say money is no object, and whenever they give you a figure, be like, <laughs> well, okay then, and try to leave. <laughs> That makes you think it says your soul. Um, right? She wrote. Yeah. Half your bone marrow. Like, who knows what it says? But uh, she offers him the pink uh, vial, and he's like... He's about to do it. Uh, and then she she pushes too hard. She's like, do it. She do it. Do it. 
that. And I think like, it was. I think it was like the lightning. They turned like, on the wind machine in the, there. The, yeah. the shadows that were like coalescing around her, and, and like, like she almost. Escape. She was one second from cackling. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think that's what he's like. Mm, maybe not. And we get this. <laughs> what am I gonna do if I live forever? <laughs> Yeah, what do I do? What if I get bored? And she's like, you can work forever. And it's like, no, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, we get this great job. chase scene through the party. There's like Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean. We got, you know, lookalikes. Lots, all the Hollywood. Lots of Hollywood lookalikes. Oh, in this all these lookalikes got a gig this weekend. <laughs> Come to a fancy castle party. You'll get to play who you've always wanted to play. Uh, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep are chasing him around because... Yeah, so he decides not to take the Oh, motion, I love this. He but he still... Off. He says, you he guys have to be stopped. Yeah. And somehow that means stealing it and running off. He's going to give it to the oh, New York Oh, this is whenever he, he, he does show his action chops. Because... He's surrounded, and he takes, like, her knife thing that she has, that she yeah. keeps seductively putting her, like... What do you mean, acting chops? This is an editing chop. Action. Oh, okay, his okay. action I chops. thought you said his acting. Where he's, like... <laughs> Does he have knife-throwing ability? Where he takes the resume. He takes the knife and throws it and hits the... It looks like he first misses someone and they dodge out of the way, but he hits the off switch to make it... He hits the light switch of the building. Yeah. This pool... The whole building. <laughs> this pool room has a control room like the USS Enterprise for some reason. To control her lightning and wind effects, I guess. <laughs> but they get all the way up to the tower. He starts going off. He gets like caught on some gutters. And it looks like he's going to fall to his death. And they're like, you got to take it now or you'll die. Do it. We tell you, command you to do it. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do anymore. So he throws it down and we hear it smash. And And he falls. falls. He fell really far. Mm -hmm. He falls and goes through a stained glass window. window. Would have been cut to ribbons. It's fine. Yeah, he gets out. Not this movie. It was a fake stained glass window. And he gets away. He totally gets away. Yeah. Wonder why they just let him leave. At first, they barred all the doors. Like, iron grates came down for the death orgy. Like, it's a once-a-year party or once-a-hundred-year party for all her celebrity friends who have taken the potion. Whatever. Uh, He steals James Dean's amazing silver car and gets away in it. And cut to 37 years into the future. And he's dead. And why is this scene necessary? I could have taken... They're the only two people at his funeral. That would have been amazing. <laughs> but no, it's full of like he's done a bunch to of cast. Games. It's of, got like a full family that he made. It's a like, UN like, meeting. There's representatives from every country here. Right? He has who the fuck did what did he do in 37 years? He's I mean, he had all the money in the world. They set up at least eight charities. Uh, he's an avid outdoorsman. He started, like, a Mormon cult full of his family members. <laughs> and here we get Goldie Hawn and Meryl Street in the back wearing all black with black veils. And they're just laughing. Because of part and... of his, uh, uh, eulogy. Yeah. And they're like, ah, fuck this, let's go. Because they need to touch up on their makeup and they can't find their race spray paint color can. And we get a shot of them outside, what they look like now, 37 years later, and it's, oh, it's monstrous. Yeah, they just look like... 
They look like mannequins with caked on makeup. Yeah, like re- like cake batter makeup. Yeah. Just like really bad Halloween makeup. And they stumble outside and they're all lock-kneed and not working anymore. Because they're clumsy. That's the main thing about them. Like, it was Bruce Willis's fault she died the first time. And it was, like, Meryl Streep. And it was Meryl Streep's fault that Goldie Hawn died the first time. Yeah. But it seems like after that, it's... It's kind of both of it doing it to each other. Well, I think once they got, like, they lost their integrity, like, yeah. the first time. So then, like, they were more susceptible. That, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> they fall like in the can of spray paint fall, they were talking about Like, like whenever the elderly fall, they're more likely to fall again. Is that, if, like, if lightning strikes a tree, it's more likely to strike it again or something? Yeah, <laughs> just because, like, they're old, so their bones are less... Like okay. sturdy now, so they're more likely to fall again. Oh, no. That's probably true with anybody that gets an injury. It's more susceptible to injury. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, they're talking about who lost the spray paint. Yada, yada, yada. They trip on it, and this is amazing. This is like the end. This is ridiculous. This is like the end <laughs> of that Chevy Chase movie. Uh, uh, what is it? I don't know. The one where he leaps through the wall at the end, and there's a silhouette oh, with Dan Aykroyd. Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, because they hit this spray paint can, and it looks like Goldie <laughs> Hunch just kind of doing what Meryl Streep did earlier, falling down the stairs. But she reaches out and grabs her friend, and they both hit the ground and explode into various pieces. I loved it. The it last line of this pop. movie is their heads spinning and looking at the camera, and they're just like next to each other, and she asks, do you remember where you parked the car? And it's credits. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it had been like that the whole movie that scene would have been okay yes that's what I that's my complaint about this movie if you're going to make part of it a Tom and Jerry like 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 just a cartoon like a live action cartoon just do that the whole time oh yeah we don't need all the setup we don't need all the it's drama I just get to the fucking point yeah I don't need the relationship drama I mean a little of it's fun <laughs> Dude, you could have done that in five minutes. Yeah. But this was, it was 30 minutes of this movie. Teen Witch got to this part quicker. <laughs> where everybody exploded? No, where she gets the potion and she, she whatever, and realizes she's a witch and all that. Oh, if this had been a musical, that would have been pretty cool. I would have watched that. <laughs> Just I'm surprised like, it wasn't, it. since Meryl Streep was in it. There was a couple parts where I thought there was going to be music. Yeah, and Goldie Hawn was like a talented comedian musician. So like, she used to sing and uh, laughing and stuff. I thought both of them performed pretty good. Oh, great performance yeah, all around. Even even Bruce, Bruce Willis was pretty good. Yeah. I, I forget that he used to be able to act, because nowadays he kind of is just like a stone-faced, stoic nothing. You gotta play a man <laughs> in, in the Expandables. Like, like, the Expandables. It's like, it's like his acting prowess now is how little emotion he can show. So he's turning into Clint <laughs> Get out of my Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> I'm going to name it something else. Clint Eastwood. (laughs) (laughs) So, would you recommend it? Uh, Light recommend. Is there anything I would say that is required watching? Like, you need to go watch this or anything? I want to say there are better Goldie Hawn movies, but I can't think of many off the top of my head. Overboard is not one. No, Overboard is not a good movie. There's a couple scenes that are pretty good, but I don't think... I don't even think I could say watch it halfway through. No, you'd have to watch the second half. Watch the second half? Like, no. Yeah. Watch all the best CGI scenes. (laughs) Uh, 
This was 1992. You asked why it wasn't called Forever Young. And that's because another movie came out the same year called Forever Young with Mel Gibson. Oh, it would have been a better title. In that movie, Mel Gibson plays a who cares from the 1920s who goes to the World's Fair and his friend convinces him to freeze himself because his girlfriend has like an uncurable illness or something. And he wakes up in the 80s and befriends two children and comedy and romance ensue. With the children? Ooh. Not, no, no, he ends up banging his really, really old girlfriend, and then at, he turns really old. Like, snap, he loses his entire life and gains old like at the Benjamin end. Benjamin Button, but reverse. Yeah, like everyone else in the world. <laughs> like, Benjamin Button in reverse. <laughs> they haven't seen Benjamin Button. <laughs> H is in reverse. I haven't seen it either. Have you seen that? I have no. Oh, wow. A whole, like, triple sweep. And I'm probably never going to see it. Yeah. Benjamin Button. Uh, no, yeah, this, no is, this is a light recommend. Uh, it, it fit my list because it's supernatural with the main characters being the ones that are the oddities. Just like I said, the Adams Family and Edward Scissorhands. I might change Edward Scissorhands. I don't know if I like that one. Yeah, it's got Vincent Price. So, one, of the, yeah. one of the better Tim Burton movies. <laughs> I don't know. Edward's kind of good. Where... Uh, Johnny Depp plays Edward, the famous director of, like, uh, uh, what, uh, I can't remember what they were now. It's referenced in Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, RKO Pictures, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, alright, this has been Have You Seen Death Becomes Her. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. You can find out more about us on FapCheck at Facebook.com, FapCheck at YouTube.com, and you can contact us at FapCheck at gmail.com. Our other podcast, Amazeballs, in which we cover a TV anthology series of yeah. sci-fi, fantasy, and... I don't know, that's about it. Whatever. <laughs> Different types from all the ages. Uh, that one's up on iTunes Podcast and also thepodcast.com. You can find them by searching for FapCheck, and they'll show all of the shows under our channel. Yeah. 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 This movie was uh, a movie. I've been enjoying leaving the credits on after a movie. Like, somebody Not has... Not this time. Because mm, it's, it's one song. song, you're right. But I've been noticing, like, somebody has to put some thought into that, right? Like, no. there's got to be a science to it, you don't think? Like... Oh, like in this general, sure. Not expands the quality of the movie. It's like a come down from the movie that, if you listen, it's like a good dessert wine after a meal. Like, oh, I need to put Lego Movie Two on the list then. What we're talking about? Good credit sequences. Yeah. Yeah. What amazing uh, okay. the movie amazing? No, no Lego, Lego Movie Two. Oh, has a very good credit sequence. I remember the credit sequence of the first one being better than the actual movie. Yeah, it's almost like that. And that's that's kind of, it's just like do that. That's how, that's how I felt about Doctor Strange, too. And World of Thor. All of those. I'm like, the credit sequence is better than anything I saw in the movie. <laughs> World of Thor? <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> it's that it's that one you haven't seen yet. Thor Ragnarok. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> World of Thor. I was thinking Hulk Planet or something. Hulk, yeah. yeah. Thor World. <laughs> this it's is my world. world. Thor. Everybody's Thor. I'm Doctor Strange, and I turned this entire world into Thor. You're welcome, and then flies away. <laughs> nah.
That's just Asgard. Is that your ending tag? No, that's just Asgard. That's <laughs> just Asgard. <laughs> 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 <laughs>